Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name's Ben, and this is the Real Movies Podcast. That's why Dan gave me the thumbs up, and I was like, uh. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't record last week, and I feel like I had a brain fart uh, in the process. It's true. So, um, yeah, we're back. Uh, ben, Dan, and Frankie on National Pizza Day. Yes. Thank you to whoever provided the delicious La Rosa's pizza. That was me. Thank you. Um, so, guys, I just uh, found some distressing news that um, I shared just before the uh, recording began. But uh, apparently the new Halloween movie that's been talked about and kicked around. And uh, I think the, for a long time some they were working on a follow-up to Rob Zombie's. Um, Halloween, which I never saw. Uh, I think he had always it's wanted. Good. I think he had always wanted out after doing families forever too. Yeah. Um, and they've got their audience. You know, I, I don't mind a Halloween one so much. It's, I think it's actually pretty good once you get past the um, like the backstory in the first forty five minutes. Um, but okay, so they were for a long time. I think the last one was when did Halloween two come out? Two thousand seven. Rob Zombie's Halloween two. I think it was 2007. Seven, eight, what, yeah. Um, Nine. So, Back so, end of the Audis, that's all I know. Yeah, so they had, originally they were supposed to be making Halloween 3, but it was Halloween 3D, and it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be like a remake of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Yeah. but it was going to be another Michael Myers movie, it was going to be in 3D, and that was due out, I think, in 2009 at the time, and... uh you know, uh, Dimension and whoever had the rights, uh, Trancus International, I think they've just decided, nope, it's no good. We're going to scrap it. Um, and then ever since then, it's been kind of the, the idea of another Halloween movie has been kicked around. Um, and I think Dimension lost the rights. Um, and so I believe uh, Trancus International or whoever was the parent company that had the rights to begin with. Uh, shopped around a little bit, and I believe they found Blumhouse, uh, headed by a super producer, Jason Blum, who's worked on uh, movies such as Insidious, um, Sinister. Is he the writer guy? He's a producer, producer. Jason Blum. Oh. Um, so he's got a lot of, he's also done the Purge movies and um, the Ouija movies, and so he's he's kind of the go-to guy for you know uh, mainstream horror movies today. Um, and, and I like him. I'm a, I'm a fan of enough of his work to, you know, get excited when they say, oh, Jason Blum's going to be in charge of the next Halloween. Um, and, and in addition to that, shoot, turn that off. <laughs> green, green Bay at, at Northern Kentucky University. It's pretty good ringtone. I didn't realize there were any other sports in Green Bay besides the Packers, but apparently they have a university there and they play basketball. But anyway, um, so, I guess that John Carpenter came back on board. Finally, this is his return to the franchise after thirty-five years or so, I believe. That's what I think you said. I think you said on this show. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think it's been thirty-five years this year. Wow, thirty-six years this year. I don't know. Um, and he, he's he's on board as producer, and Malik Akkad is another producer, and Jason Blum is a producer, and so they've been really working hard to try to find. A uh, good director and screenwriter. I think originally uh, Malik Akkad had read a couple of scripts um, from guys that had previously worked on Saw, um, and I guess it, and they were really really close to getting that 
uh, on the, you know, getting it out there, but, um, I don't know what happened. I think he read a treatment a couple of ha- Halloweens ago and decided it wasn't very good. So they shut it down and restarted everything. And, um, so now they're, they are where they're at today. And if, and apparently they just found their, uh, new director and screenwriting duo. Get oh, no. this. Get this. Oh, no. David Gordon Green wow. is directing the upcoming Halloween movie, the next, uh, installment in the Michael Myers, the, uh, long-standing Michael Myers franchise. Uh, David Gordon Green, known for his directing work on films such as Pineapple Express. I like that. The Sitter. No. Your Highness. Uh, what else did I say? You said one good one. I mean, that's really all you need. <laughs> Those are... Uh, What's the one that's the criteria? Oh, uh, George Washington was his first, uh, one of his first feature. Mm-hmm. I guess it was his first feature. Okay. Um, and that's in the Criterion Collection, and that one's actually really good. And I think um, some of his... Later stuff is really good. Like he did one with Nicolas Cage called Joe that was pretty solid. Um, so he's not all goofy Seth Rogen uh, humor, but um, it's, it's a strange choice I think for um, for Halloween. And that's not all. Uh, he is co-writing the screenplay with none other than uh, Danny McBride. Oh no! Who uh, people will know from Eastbound and Down and several uh, Seth Rogen comedies. Yes, oh, I boy. have no idea. How John, and John Carpenter announced this on his Facebook page today. Um, the release date is set for October 19th, 2018. Uh, David Gordon Green directing, Danny McBride helping write the script with, uh, with Green and, uh, Jason Blum rounding out the producing core. Stunning. That just sounds, I don't know, man. It, yeah. Are they going to try and uh, jump street it? Like, are they going to make it funny? That would be terrible, though, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe they will, but I, I just that's not Halloween for me. No. The good point in all this is movies get dropped all the time. Yeah. yeah I, I heard rumblings that the Friday 13th reboot's not going to Yeah, the Friday the 13th reboot got canned. Yeah. Um, Paramount wasn't happy with the way Rings turned out, so um, they decided they didn't want to. Well, we could have the told them that. The, Did you see Rings? No, not yet. Uh, Did you? No. I, I like the concept that, you know, we're in this digital age, so, uh-huh. the, like, videos on phones and stuff, but I don't know if I've seen the first one fully through. I've seen the first Rattling one. the sequel. I've seen yeah. the second one, unfortunately. I got a confession, though. I think I've seen the first Halloween, and then maybe the LL Cool J one. Is he in one of them? Yes. That's Cool-J. it. That one's actually not bad. And I was a kid. I, I went as Michael Myers when I was a kid. Really aside from Aside from, I think... The original Halloween 2 and then Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. I would say that that one with LL Cool J is probably the best of the later sequels. I want to get that pack with all of them. Yeah. It's always been like over $100. I can't spend that. 50 That's my mark. Yeah. Um, occasionally it'll go down. You'll see it on Amazon around like 70 or 80 bucks. 50 is my mark. Um, but mark my words. If it's $50 right now, I'm buying it. They, uh, I, I have that set. Is it awesome? It's fantastic. Um, it is probably the prized possession of my blu-ray collection um i have it i have it autographed by tony moran who played that's awesome uh michael myers in the very first original mm-hmm. halloween movie um i'm not seeing it right away on amazon i know this exists and i've i just i'm such a fan of this franchise that i am to see it put in these guys hands seems like an utter travesty to me uh i don't know David Gordon Green could do good with it. I've enjoyed some of his uh, later wor- later work and his early and his early stuff. The Seth Rogen stuff in between is hit or miss, but um, 
I don't know. I saw this and it said David Gordon Green, and originally I thought it said David Robert Mitchell, who directed It Follows, and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, he was the guy that I wanted from the start to do. Uh, ever since it, I saw It Follows, I thought he'd be perfect for a Halloween movie. Um, I have to put my money where my mouth's at. What are you watching here? I'm making sure, like the description does not seem like what it should be, but the pictures, okay. This, yeah, this is well, terrible. No, no, no. That's not, not it. No, it's not I know that's not it. But if you look at the item description from the um, from the people below, they oh, show yeah. pictures. Oh, oh no, you're right. No, this is um, this is the the ten disc version. I think I have the twelve or fourteen. I think it's um, the one that I have. Really, the only difference. <laughs> hey, Louis on my Louis, Louis up here. <laughs> Our producer Louis. If you didn't, if you didn't notice, we have uh, ADD on the show. I just I said if it was fifty dollars and that's literally forty nine ninety nine, but I don't think it's what we're talking about. Well, no, no, well, okay, so I'm not buying that. I see, to... see what had happened was um, a couple of Halloweens ago, Shout Factory released two versions, yeah, of a Halloween complete box set. I have the deluxe limited edition that includes with the black, uh, like an, I, yeah, like the big the big cardboard case with yeah. the black cases. Um, all of the films have an individual case. I think it has like, I think it comes with an extra bonus, uh, disc of bonus features. And it also has, um, the producer's cut of Halloween 6, which Whoa. until they released the set had never been seen officially on home video. It had been, you know, kicking around eBay on, you know, bootleg VHSs for like 200 bucks a copy. Um, this set, this, uh, 4996 set with the 10 discs is, is the other, like the, Budget edition also released by Shout at the same time, but it does not include the extra bo- the extra bonus features, and it also does not include the producer's cut of Halloween Six. Hmm. Not um, so big on me. Does it have the two new Rob Zombie ones? Yes. So <sighs> it's so it's a it's a good set, but it's not really a complete. I want that Halloween one. Set. I know I said fifty, but I want that one. See, the pictures are showing, and people are showing the one I want. Yeah, and I I think people are just confused because I know on or Amazon. No, sometimes Amazon does merge items yeah. together. Sounds like that's what's happened. Um, and you can buy that at Best Buy for fifty dollars. I think they'll price match. Really? I think. Mm. Yeah, they will. What Amazon. game change? Game change. Um, because usually I see that one at Best Buy. Um, I used to see the the big uh, box set, but uh, the they only made one. a finite amount of those. They um, get super shitty with you and <laughs> act like little babies but they do match amazon yeah <laughs> that's awesome because i it's matched uh, apocalypse like it was a dollar cheaper on amazon <laughs> but i was uh returning stuff and i didn't want to spend extra money mm-hmm. and the guy was like really I'm like <laughs> yeah really <laughs> i have to get my manager to prove i uh yeah yeah um i go to target a lot and buy movies at target because it's the closest place to my house to buy movies and uh i price match there all the time like usually, a price match on Black Friday. <laughs> will they do that? Walmart does. Really? Wow. I don't think a lot of places won't do that. It's usually like if there's a discount price, it's the price. Um, another thing about Target that I may have exploited once, okay. and then wasn't able to again. Um, Target has this app called Cartwheel, where they uh, it's like a coupon collection for Target. Yeah. Um, I never go into the store without it. Um, it really has changed my entire consumer experience in general. Um, I think one time I used, uh, I think Halo 5 was on there. It's like 35% off and it was discounted anyway. So I think it was on the, the game itself was on sale for like $30 and then it was 35% off. So I got it for like 
fifteen, you know, close to fifteen bucks or seventeen bucks or something. Um, or I, no, I take that back. I think it was on sale at Target for thirty dollars. It was uh, priced on Amazon at maybe nineteen ninety nine, and so I price matched, and then I'm pretty sure I used the coupon and got it for like nine dollars, new, brand new, sealed uh, Halo Five. Um, and then I think I went to try to do it with an, a movie later at a later time, and they were like, "No, we can't accept uh, cartwheel for price man for uh, price man." Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe you can get away with it sometimes, and maybe you can't. But uh, yeah, I highly recommend it for anybody who does any sort of shopping at brick and mortar stores to download Target's cartwheel app. I downloaded. This is not about movies at all. I downloaded it once, and then it like throttled the internet. I couldn't use it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> We're just hitting stuff. Dan's just dropping stuff over there. But, um, yeah, all this, this is to say, I vehemently disapprove of this decision. Yeah, I mean, Regarding a Halloween franchise. Unless um, it stars James Franco. I hope it's fantastic. I know, oh my god. <laughs> I hope, I Game hope. Changer. He's the sister, and Seth Rogen is Michael Myers. This sounds, oh. this sounds to me like they're, like, intentionally trying to make. <laughs> Halloween Resurrection. That's close. That's close. You remember how? Did you see the one with Buster Rhymes? No. Michael Myers is a killer shark. <laughs> okay, I kind of remember. Terrible. And uh, it sounds to me like they're trying to do that because nice. I could because I could imagine Michael Myers coming up on Danny McBride and him trying to say something, you know, uh, you what are you gonna do? Like trying to be funny about it and like then getting like decapitated or something. Uh, but that's just not that's not what Halloween is. Halloween's not Danny McBride. You know, I, I, I'm upset. Yeah, I have a feeling these two are gonna make Michael Myers talk. Well, Rob Zombie did for one scene. Hmm. Well, I really want to see the Rob Zombie ones. I don't know why. Did you ever see uh, Thirty One, Rob Zombie's most recent movie? No. Yes. I like it. I saw the House of Thousand bad. Corpses and the sequel ish mm. to it. I need to watch. Uh, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, I need to see. Um, so yeah, this kind of put me in a depressed mood. Wow. Uh, we we thought you were going to say it. someone died. No, no, no nobody. Well, I mean, Dan and I were like, oh no. Halloween, the, the franchise died. You well, the franchise died a long yet. time ago. Um, Harrison Ford and Mike, Mark Hamill were, um, boxcar racing crashed. No. Oh. Yep. No, that would be tragic. It's true. Don't put that in the air. Don't put that. It was 1974. Um, apparently this has been going around all over the internet, uh, the past day or so. Uh, this actress, Phoebe Waller-Bridge from, I guess, a Amazon TV show called Fleabag, uh, has reportedly been, uh, added to the cast of the Han Solo spinoff, um, in some sort of undisclosed CGI performance. Um, I don't know what to make of all that, except cool. She's gonna be Greedo. <laughs> <laughs> That would be something. Greedo's gonna shoot first this time. Uh, Donald Glover's in this movie as yeah. Lando Calrissian, that's, which I'm is fantastic. That. That's yeah. only, and Woody Harrelson. Those are the only people. I don't know what Woody Harrelson's gonna be, but those are only two I approve of so far. Woody Harrelson, I think, is playing like a mentor. That's what they're saying, and there there even was a name thrown, which I could dig from a non canonical book that yeah. Han Solo was actual mentor. I I don't know the Egger guy. I don't the last name of the guy who's gonna be Han Solo. I just don't know his oh, work. Yeah. But I just, just can't believe it's not Butterfield. It's not gonna be. He's <laughs> a Butterfield. Um, go watch, 
he was just in Hail Caesar. Well, he was in Hail Caesar, and he was in uh, one with Warren Beatty at the end of the year called uh, Rules Don't Apply, which um, a lot of people didn't. I mean, a lot of people didn't really see it because it was in theaters briefly and made absolutely no money. Um, but from what I've heard, people uh, thought he was really good in, in that movie, and he was good in Hail Caesar. Um, I mean, altogether not great movies, but people have always, um, you know, come out of both and said, oh, he was, he was solid. Um, but Hail Caesar is on HBO. Is it? Okay. Um, That's true. So if you have access to that, I recommend, I recommend watching it just to kind of get a gist of what he is. I think he, you think he, he can pull it off? He plays like a Roy Rogers type character in, uh, um, Hail in Caesar. Hail Caesar. Um, and he's not really like that in, in real life from what I've heard. Like he, he's not like a because in, in Hail Caesar he's got a really thick Southern drawl, um, and I was one and he was so convincing that I, I was wondering if he, um, if that's like what it, what he was, and the Coens just found some hammy guy. From, Is he British? You know, he's British. Ah, they're the um, best. Yeah, they're the best and, at acting. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just interested to find out if he tries to do a Harrison Ford impression. Or if he just tries to make it his own. Because he doesn't look like Harrison Ford. I'll say it. No. He doesn't look like it at all. No. How are you going to do this? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see. Amelia Clark is also in this movie, too. I yeah, don't know where. She, I don't know who she's she's she Mother young, of Dragons? Yeah, she's young Princess Leia. That makes no sense at all. The mother of Star Wars. Mother of Star Wars. Um, what else? We got a lot of uh, trailers. It's now that Terminator's did. off her plate. We had, yeah, that's true. We had Trailer Christmas. Trailer Christmas at uh, Super Bowl last weekend. No, I didn't see it. You didn't, you didn't watch the Super Bowl? Which, you, what were you doing? Are you American? I didn't know what happened. I didn't watch the Super Bowl either, but I did watch the last uh, quarter and the halftime show. But we got, like, pretty much everything big that's coming out in the next four months is all, like, Transformers and uh, Ghost. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Transformer. Transformer. I don't know about this one. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. Life. Baywatch, uh, a cure for wellness. Logan, Logan. Uh, the fate of the furious. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Gold Lady. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Five. We saw Jack Sparrow. Yes, very briefly and covered in mud. Yep, way I like it. Um, and I'm no, kind of I'm kind worry. of upset with that movie because it looks like they one they don't need to make a fifth Pirates of the Caribbean. Just to, yeah. on principle, they don't need to make one. Um, two, it's literally the exact same as the first three movies. It's like an, another like zombie pirate army or ghost pirate army or whatever. But this time he's death. Hmm. Isn't uh, the Bond villain guy death? From the I mean, he, his name's Captain Salazar. So oh, that's right, but, Captain Salazar. Yeah, I don't know what type. Of, I thought he was actually dead. If he embodies pirate. something yeah. else, is life a sequel to Battleship and the fact that it's based on the board game life? It should be. It's not. Ah, oh. we're waiting for that sequel. For oh, I know. Yeah, that's a missed opportunity. I think Connect it's fours. It's pretty much like a loose remake of Alien. Uh, oh, okay. I know what with you're talking Ju- about. With yeah. uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and, it looks good. Um, the same writing team as Deadpool and Zombieland. Uh, never heard of it. Never heard Me of either. Not nah, Deadpool. Oh. Uh, what else do we get? Oh, apparently there was a trailer for. Uh, the Lego Ninjago movie or Ninjago or that movie you say. sold me because I don't like Ninjago. I thought it looked awful. What? Oh my gosh! 
I'm well. First of all, I'm just really. I upset. think you hate Lego movies. Yeah. Uh, well, they I didn't like Lego Batman. Yeah. I I adore the Lego movie. Yeah. And I saw Lego Batman, and I was really underwhelmed. You're like the only one. I've I think seen. I'm the only one that saw it that did not enjoy it. You don't and, get the Lego humor. And then I saw, and then I saw this trailer for the Lego Ninja Ninja Go movie this week, and I was like, okay, I could get down with some of the voice casting, but just the humor. It just seemed just, like a Lego movie to me, like Lego movie humor, like really I, fast I, and dumb. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to watch it again, but it was just I. I have no love for Ninjago because when I was young, they first made the Ninja set. I'm like, awesome! I love this Ninja set. And then they're like Ninjago. I'm like, what is this? Oh, yeah. And then they, the cartoon was laying like, oh, it's for little kids. I'm like, oh, they're doing a Ninjago movie? It's going to be for little kids. Nope, it's just another Lego movie. Mm. With Dave Franco and Jackie Chan. I think it's like, I think, I don't know. I thought Batman, I thought the Lego Batman movie was really funny. Yeah. Like, it does have some some sharp, clever jokes in it. But I, I had an, I had issues with the with the story that okay. they tried to tell. Um, this, this Lego Ninja Go movie just looks like they're just kind of accepting the fact that we need to just make these for kids. And it just looks so immature and stupid and Dude, I, I didn't think it was funny at all. It's the same kind of humor to me. Like Lloyd is like, I'm your son. He's like, what'd you say? I'm your son. Like Lloyd? It's just Lloyd. I didn't, two L's. Yeah, I guess. That's totally the Lego humor. I I feel like it's other writers trying to replicate Phil Lord that and Chris definitely Miller could and be a, it's not working. I feel the parody could happen at that point, but just you can make a trailer and make it seem like the movie's gonna be cool. Yeah. I don't know. I hope it's good. I'm telling um, you, the Ninjago stuff to me is stupid. I had played the Lego Dimensions game, and I've mm. purposely been skipping that. But this doesn't have anything to do with the Ninjago, because the Lloyd guy yeah. is a totally new character. He's mm. not part of the Ninja crew. Uh, but yeah, this will be the second Lego movie to come out in theatrically in 2017. I couldn't believe that, yeah. I know. Uh, and different, I think it's a different... It's still like Warner Brothers animation, mm-hmm. but it's a whole different team of people yeah. that did it. Um, well. And the one that did Lego Batman was kind of, aside from the, like, Chris, uh, Bill Lord and Chris Miller, I think everybody else was more or less the same as that did the original Lego movie. And then this, I'm pretty sure, was a totally different uh, division of the animation group. So, I don't know. Um uh, yeah, personally, I'm gl- I'm glad like people seem to be enjoying them, which is good. Um, it's just not I don't know. I, I, I'm sure I will see it. I in fact I will see it, but I am, have little to no expectations whatsoever. I had fairly moderate expectations for Lego Batman, and I think I think the humor the humor bar was 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 at least achieved. But the story I thought without the uh with without the themes of uh. Um, like uh, the importance of creativity mm-hmm. and um, how dire that is to uh, kind of just a sense of purpose and, and all this. I thought that was what really made the Lego movie stand out. Um, cause, and, and it winded up and it wound up doing that in kind of a really surprising way. You know, they sent him back, and, and it was live action, and you find out the whole thing is a you know a kid's imagination. You're like, yeah. and 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 then when you know Will Ferrell is like a, a parallel for President Business, and then you find out that it's a oh, holy crap! Like this whole thing has been kind of a really smart, you know, 
this kid, you you find out it's been in the head of this kid the whole the whole time, and really it's been really smart with you know kind of the the metaphors between the you know the movie world and the real world that they show, um, and it just you know surprised you by the time it was over with how well that was handled, um, and just the Lego Batman movie was just for me strictly a kids only. Uh, I mean, it was, it was colorful and it was action packed and it was loud. Um, and it was funny all for kids. And then they tried to bank on nostalgia to keep adults around. Um, and uh, it's doing well with the critics. So I would assume that that's paid off, um, for most people, but, um, it just didn't work for me for the Legos. I know I'm bummed. I had a chance. You offered me a chance to see it and I just couldn't make the stars align. And yeah. This whole week's been crazy for me seeing movies early and not being able to, but I'm going to see the Lego movie tomorrow mm-hmm. or Saturday. It's right up my alley. I love yeah. Lego. I love Batman. I I even took the first Lego movie, The Grand Assault. It did surprise me how much heart and a lot like oh my uh, gosh, yeah, a lot I like a Toy Story three. It made you like the whole time you're thinking, oh, I'm I'm the kid. If you're an adult watching, I don't know what it's like to be a kid anymore. Mm. They're like, oh, I'm the kid. I'm the kid. Then they throw the factor like, oh no, I've become the adult. I'm yeah. that way. It. it well, yeah, and that was the thing that I liked about the Lego movie is because it was nostalgic, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like, hey, this is funny because it's old, you know? Like, yeah. That's the way the Lego Batman movie was. It was nostalgic in the way that, like, huh, that's, you know, it made you think about yourself in terms of, you know, oh, I remember, you know, having these, you know, imaginative things and coming up with all this crazy shit with my Legos. And I remember having fun with that. And that was kind of, it made you look in the mirror a little bit. Lego Batman is just like, hey, it was funny that, you know, Batman versus Superman sucked, right? And it was funny that Adam <laughs> West was Batman, right? And so they just kind of nudge and wink and at nostalgia, and it just, it just, it didn't work for me at all this time, we'll as see. opposed to 2014. You'll have to tell me what you think. Yeah. Um, I, I hope you really love it, um, and I hope people go see it. I always tell people, you know, it's a hallmark of my blog and the show, I always tell people, regardless of what anybody says, regardless of what you hear... If there's something that you've been looking forward to seeing, absolutely, 100%, go watch it. Throw all the money you you want to at it. It's you know, if you're passionate about, it, if you're excited, nothing should stand in your way. Um, yeah. And I feel that way about pretty much any any form of art, regardless of you know what I think or what somebody else thinks. Definitely, just you know, you need to seek these seek these things out and go try it out for yourself, just so you have that experience. It grows, it builds character and, and all this and that. And so, um, yeah, Dan's been over there on his phone with little to say. Um, I agree. As long as, <laughs> as long as it doesn't hurt someone, I'm always for it. Yeah. Um, oh, except for fan four stick. Don't see that. Movie. Yeah. Don't see that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe the one exception. Um, what else, what else can we say? John Wick. Uh, John Wick 2 oh, is that movie. Game. It's been a bad week, man. I missed you at that screening, I man. I wish you'd been there. I even had to. And Dan pretty much didn't respond to my text this week about screenings, and so I think you may have about Batman. Yeah, I did for Batman. But John Wick, I don't think I heard from you. You probably didn't get invited to John Wick. I didn't. Oh, he I didn't invite me. It was I got invited to uh, a fist fight, and I didn't. Oh, respond. that's right. That's right. The John Wick thing was pretty hard to get. Like it was through my work. The guys had an extra ticket. I saw Patrick. Yeah, yeah. I have no interest in it. You didn't see really? the first one. I didn't see the first one. I'm uh, Keanu Reeves kind of scares me because he's immortal. Yeah, yeah. He's better looking now. Except the knowing. Well, if you're scared of him now, you'll be scared of him in John Wick. Yeah, but 
I will say that if you skip out on John Wick and John Wick 2, you're missing two of the best action movies of the last 20 years. Flat yeah, out. Maybe, outright, I'll say it. Maybe I'll see it in March. That's what I heard. Everyone from work's like, it's maybe 10 minutes too long, but it's the yeah. best action movie. So leave 10 minutes early. <laughs> no. <laughs> we can't do that. Um, it's just, the the thing that's great about these two movies um, is that it's, it really, truly is what an action movie is supposed to be. It is uh, incredible stunt work that you actually get to see. Yeah, It's in camera. And you get to appreciate it that way. So you actually see it when guys get shot. You see it when guys get punched. You see it when guys fall down. You see it when, you know, they do all Don't their... see it when dogs get shot. Nope. They do That's that. true. Tastefully. Off... That's what I was trying to explain to you. Like, they do it off camera. Yes. The dog dies in the first one. It's warning you. Um... But yeah, for me, both of those movies are just like just super intense in uh, in how they handle their action, and that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, it doesn't all have to be uh, you know the quick cutting of Taken or uh, <laughs> yeah. What else? Assassin's Creed was cut to shit too. Some of um, I, I was hearing that like the problem with modern action movies is every they want to do a wide angle, big mm. shots when action should be up close and gritty. And at least John Wick had first one had a lot of those scenes. That pool scene, I think they blew the budget in that pool scene, the very beginning of that movie. I think they blew their budget in this one on the art exhibit. You didn't see it, no, I guess. No, I didn't but, see it. I don't know um, if I'm going to see it in theaters. Oh, dude, I, my time oh. is limited right now, and I'm going to see the Lego movie. Oh, it's so much better than Lego movie. Well, maybe for you, but I love <laughs> Lego movies, and I love Legos. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's true. Um, but, yeah, I saw, I saw John Wick 2 this week on a not quite IMAX. I think it's like kind of a discount IMAX. Dude, it's that's like, what that movie was. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was I at, missed out on it was that. Was at Escape, so they don't have IMAX, but it's they like had the faux IMAX. Thing. It's a, yeah. like the XD faux IMAX. Oh my gosh, so so. Oh, cool. You like those? I do. I saw uh, Gravity. I think Gravity and Star. I saw Gravity. I mean, they're all like pretty much the same movie. Yeah. But uh, which we had pretty crappy seats because it was reserved seating. Mm. Um. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan, but we were like arguably third row all the way to the left. Mm. Yeah, see, so, I like I'm I'm like you in in the middle of the week where I like to get in and sit in the very middle. Yep, like about three quarters of the way up. Um, I think I saw Gravity in IMAX 3D at the Levy, and I don't remember where I sat. But that yeah, movie nice. that that experience blew me away. It's probably one of my favorite, if not my absolute favorite, like movie going experience. Just. For the sheer enjoyment of the whole, you know, movie, the 3D I, and the I saw it. Gravity is there. Jurassic World Jurassic. also. I think probably my actually. I take. I think. I think that's a close one and two. I saw Jurassic World at a proper because I guess the one at the levee is not really a real IMAX technically. No. <laughs> apparently, apparently, it's not really a real IMAX. So I saw Jurassic World in IMAX 3D on a proper like you know I think whatever they classify yeah. as an actual IMAX screen. Springdale has one. Yeah, but the, so the one I saw uh, Jurassic World on was in Nashville at the Opry Mills Ooh. Mall. Um, That's and it, where I saw Gravity. We, wow. Not even joking. <laughs> really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Or Interstellar, whichever one it was. <laughs> really? But, yeah. Uh, was it on the big, the, like that IMAX yeah. screen is at least a third bigger than the one at Newport. I've never been to Newport's, but yeah. It was, in, Newport's it was at tiny. the uh, Opryland Mall. That's crazy, man. Small world. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I saw Jurassic World in there wow. and that, and the end when they do the T-Rex, the T-Rex and the, uh, uh, Indominus fight. 
That'd oh cool. my gosh. In 3D on that IMAX, blew my socks off. T-Rex for life. I saw... Frankie's putting on lipstick. I'm putting on chapstick and lipstick. I put... Uh, I saw 2008 The Dark Knight in IMAX. Yeah. Top that. Top that. I saw... Is that a sequel I th- to 2000 Space Odyssey? Not the whole movie is in IMAX. Only certain scenes, too. I think I saw that. <laughs> Was it that one? I definitely saw The Dark Knight Rises in the IMAX at the levee. Yep, I saw this proper one in Ohio somewhere. Nice. My, I saw it. I was a youngster. I saw I saw Superman Returns in 2006 on an Omnimax screen Ooh. at the Carnegie Science Center in Pittsburgh with uh, cousins of mine. Too bad they didn't punch enough in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great movie. I watched it's, it again. It's fine. I don't dislike it. Uh, at some point last year, like around the Batman vs. Superman, I was kind of in the mood with... I think it was right after the Blu-ray came out because I watched... Uh. Uh, I watched the R-rated, you know, the ultimate cut or whatever, and then I watched Superman Returns because I was like, I want a Superman movie that's kind of like, you know, jazzy, but I don't have to pay to rent like I would the Richard Donner movies. But so I watched Superman Returns because um, I have a DVD buried somewhere, and I was like, well, oh, man, that's the that's the Superman movie I think people want. It just, you know, just maybe with more action, a little bit more. It's action. got that. It's got the lightheartedness. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, grounded enough in the old. To still be cool, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I I finished that movie thinking, you know, it was a little long, could use a little more action, but that is the Superman movie that people want to see. I think. Um, so I think, as much as I hate to say it, if Brian Singer is done with X Men, which he probably never really will be, he's gonna uh, do the pilot for the show. I would give him a second chance at Superman. You gotta get that pilot money. The Legion was fantastic. I'm just gonna say. Any other movie news? We got yeah. the Oscars coming up. Yeah, Oscars are coming up. Uh, I'm sure we'll make picks. Um, hopefully, I don't know. This is gonna be a, a weird rest of the month, I think, for this show. Because um, Dan, I talked to you briefly about my buddy James, uh, who we want to have on. Um, and he seems to, his schedule seems to only be really conducive to Wednesdays. I think he said he's got a nanny watching his kid. And you, he said usually at the time that we would be recording on Thursday nights, I think he's uh, on what he calls daddy duty. Um, so right now for him it's 5.11. Um, and I think he said he could maybe try to figure something out. Um, if we couldn't do a Wednesday, he could maybe try to work something out for a Thursday. Um because originally I was going to ask you about next Wednesday, but it turns out I've got a screening in Eastgate on or um, Northgate on uh, Wednesday night, and then the week after that is Oscar week, or you know the week leading up to the Oscars where we'll have to spend the show making picks. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I'll have to talk to him maybe about next um, his availability next Thursday night. Um, otherwise we'll just have to push his guest appearance until March, which I'm sure would be fine with, it'd be fine with me. I'm sure it'd be fine with him because he was telling me about, um, I guess there's some things about his film that he would be more willing to share, I think at a later time. Um, as opposed to, I think we originally, we talked about last week, maybe having him. Um, but yeah, uh, what else do we have? We talked about Ninja Go. Um, new trailers, I think just today for, um, Sophia Coppola's new movie, The Beguiled. Oh, I haven't seen this. Um, I haven't watched it either, but I just saw it on here. Um, apparently about a guy who, 
Um, he's a Union soldier. He's injured. And um, it turns out he's imprisoned in a Confederate girls' boarding school. Oh. And so he's hurt, so he can't, so he can't really... Like, sounds like Twilight. Yeah. Well, so he can't really do anything. So it's like fraternizing with the enemy. He's kind of trapped there. So from the synopsis, it says he cons his way into each of the lonely women's hearts, causing them to turn on each other and eventually on him. Mm. That sounds fantastic. Um, looks like it has Elle Fanning, Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst. Oh, no. Um, and uh, Young and Gory Rice, who, if you saw The Nice Guys last year with... Uh, yeah. Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe, she played Ryan Gosling's daughter. She's good. Um, yeah, she was good. And then it looks like Colin Farrell is going to play the Union soldier in question. So I like that cast. And Who Sophia Cope is a good storyteller. So, um, Not a great actress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thankfully I think she's a better filmmaker than she is an actress. Um, but yeah, that's The Beguiled. Um, get on YouTube, I guess, to find the trailer. Um it's coming out late June this year. And then uh, the other trailers for that movie, uh, The Circle, kind of went really under the radar with its first. This is the second trailer. There was a first trailer late last year um, about Emma Watson, I guess, getting a job with a tech company kind of like, you know, Google. But it's a lot like she kind of finds out that there's some uh, questionable ethics going on. Louie's over here coughing up something. Uh, producer Louie, I hope he's okay. Um and I haven't watched this trailer yet either, but it's got Emma Watson, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is like the Steve Jobs figure of the company, so he's like the kind of a, oh, yeah. the CEO I guy. I just kind of saw this. Story. Uh, Karen Gillan is in it. Bill Paxton, Patton Oswalt, John Boyega is in it. Uh, and Eller Coltrane from Boyhood. This is the first time I've seen him in something since that movie. Hmm, took up a lot of his time. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve years of it. Serious black. Just can't believe it's not Butterfield. Oh no. Man's never working again. No, yeah. he's in the space between us. Did you see that? No. The Regal doesn't play movies early enough for me to see him anymore. Oh, okay. Apparently that movie got trashed by critics and he, like, he, his girlfriend in that movie is almost twice his age, I think. Nice. Yeah, she is. Um, She looks really young, but she's, like, at least 10, 13 years older than him. Yeah, she's one of those. Um. But yeah, I think other than that, I think we covered just about everything I wanted to cover. Cool. Uh, I've got nothing else. Uh, we'll see you next time. In the wise words of someone important, do it for cinema. Uh-huh.